Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi again, everyone. I'm Darren Javag, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and I am here today with my co-host, Tina Murray. How are you today, Tina? I am great, Darren. Awesome. Today we have a, a repeat guest. Her name is Vicki Townsend. Is She's a professional certified coach and is the founder of Life's New Chapter Coaching. She's been a, a life coach for 15 years. And uh, so welcome to the show, Vicki. I know that you specialize in working with women who have experienced... A midlife divorce. Really interesting. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about uh, what your business is about. Well, thank you for the invite to be here again. I enjoy being part of the uh, Divorce Net group. Um, I have been working for over 15 years and I started working with women who have gone through a midlife divorce about five years ago, um, partly because women in that age group were coming to me. And what I saw was that it was really daunting. I mean, it's daunting go through a divorce at any time, but especially at midlife, um, you know, the, my clients are dealing with the end of their marriage, it's often a long one, they may have been married 25, 30 plus years, it may have been unexpected, um, and they're adjusting not only to being single again, but they also at that age may be dealing with an empty nest, mm. so after that busyness of, of family life, they're all of a sudden on their own, mm. so it's one of my client said it wasn't the picture she had when she, you know, when she was 50. It wasn't what she thought her life would be at 50. What do you, I just kind of wanted to sort of jump in there just a little bit because a thought came to my mind. What do you think is the cause or do you have any ideas of what the cause is to midlife divorces? Well, it's different, but it is becoming more common. You know, you hear that phrase, the gray divorce. Mm. Uh, and I think it may be partly People maybe wait till the kids are grown up um, and they're launched. They may be in university. They started working, and and sometimes the children kind of buffer the relationship. And then once they've left home, it's all of a sudden just the two of them, and they may find out that they don't have as much in common. It can happen in retirement as well, where you, you have heard stats. I've got stats on people that are in their 60s that are getting divorced, and again, maybe one of their one of them's retiring. Right, and where the career was buff, you know, kind of buffering, buffering the, the relationship, all of a sudden they're together 24 7. Mm-hmm. And either maybe they feel they don't know that person or that's not what they want in life anymore. Yeah, I think people change though, right? Like, I mean, you know, when you meet somebody when you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. you're a certain type of person, you know, and, and then as you get older and, and maybe you drift apart in certain ways and how you're growing as a person, you find after 25 years, maybe it's not the the same relationship that you want, right? And I know um, there's a lot of pressure on families to stay together mm-hmm. and, and be there for the children. So I know f- people that I've talked to, clients that I've dealt with, have said, you know, they almost see it as a rebirth of mm-hmm. themselves when they get to a point where they think, you know, well, um, longevity-wise, retirement-wise, they've got until, you know, 80 years old to live. Most people are living longer lives now. Mm-hmm. And how much of that life do they want to continue living with a person that they feel like they don't like anymore? Yeah, or, or whatever apart. it is. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So how do you coach somebody around this? So, you know, I, I, you know I'm going through a midlife divorce, maybe a midlife crisis, really. And um, what do you do? 
someone, I always like to make sure um, that they that it is coaching that, that would support them the best and not maybe counseling that they need. So I always like to make that distinction just quickly that and counseling is an important part of the divorce process, but with, with counseling you're tending to, there's an emotional issue that needs to be dealt with or there's something from the past that has to be healed. Where with coaching it's about moving forward with your life. So if someone comes to me, one of the first things I like to do is really, really suggest that it's about getting in touch with their most important relationship, which is the one with themselves. So like, give themselves a breathing space before, before rushing into, you know, I do hear some stories of people just rushing, wanting to rush into a new relationship, thinking that that will just fix everything, right? I'm alone and I have somebody in my life and that'll, everything will be, will be great. It's about just taking the time. Vicki, a uh, question for you on that on that statement you just made. So do you find sometimes people feel the need to have someone else in their life because it completes them in some way? Well, it makes in their mind, they're alone because all of a sudden they're alone and, and often feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. So their first thought is, well, if I had a partner, then I would have somebody to do things with. But, you know, the problem, the challenge is that you may end up just attracting either someone who's similar to your first spouse or you know you have changed and it's really an, and that's why I always come back to that this this divorce is actually an opportunity for you to just take stock of your life think about what's important to you now because you have changed the person you were in your 20s right when you first got married if that's when it was the person you are in your 50s is, is different mm-hmm. and yet you have that wealth of life experience to draw on mm-hmm. I just say, look, just take, give yourself some breathing space. This is a chance for you to really explore what what's important to you now. What would be fulfilling for you? Hmm. Um, maybe there's there's new interest you've always wanted to pursue. Well, now's a great time to just take that time to do that. So, I mean, one of the questions that we had um, written down, just some questions that we will ask some of our guests was, how do I find myself again? And that's kind of what you help people do is you, you help them find themselves again. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a big statement, right? Cause I don't think anybody really thinks they're lost, although maybe lots do, but it's really important. I, and I think it's really important to find yourself again before you try to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I call it becoming the acquaintance maybe hmm. uh, that may answer that part of, well, I don't feel lost, but it's becoming reacquainted with yourself um, because you have, generally speaking, women are looking after the family, right? I actually had, they're putting the needs of the family first, and I remember one of my clients saying to me, you know, I just feel like I lost myself in the marriage, hmm. and she was always sort of giving in to whatever her spouse wanted in order to keep harmony, harmony in the relationship, hmm. so coming to work with me, one of the things we, we take time with the, the very first section of my, my program is becoming reacquainted with yourself. So hmm. what what are your interests? What are your values? That's a big one. Because mm-hmm. you can be in a relationship where you might have different interests, but if you don't have the same values, your core values are not the same, hmm. you're going to be in conflict. And so it's really taking the time to identify that. So that's a big one. What are what are my core values? Um, because that's where and that's where fulfillment lies. When I talk about you know what would be fulfilling for you, well, if you have 
you have um, a value, because one of my clients got in touch with, she had a value of adventure. So she liked trying out new things, she liked traveling. And all of that had been kind of lost when she was married. So getting in touch with that again and what was possible now, what does adventure like, look like now at this stage of my life? But even hmm. recognizing that and, and giving yourself permission to honor that after kind of pushing it to one side all those years makes a big difference. So do you, do you deal with men in the same situation or do you primarily work with women? One of which, um, the coaching process, I'm not, I'm not giving advice during the coaching process and helping you find your own answers, which is much more effective than me telling you what you should, or anybody telling you what you should be doing. And I find women are much more open to that reflective hmm. process. Um, and I found the other thing is women tend to reach out for help. They're looking, they're looking for support. Generally speaking, and again, I'm speaking in generalities. Men tend to um, think they can just do it on their own. Hmm. So if, if you know, I always explain to people if they're thinking of someone who might benefit, a male who might benefit from coaching, is to talk to them about it. And, and I'm always welcome to speak to them about coaching and the coaching process. So I have worked with men, but generally it's women who reach out to me for coaching, and I want. You know that male client to know that this is a process and it takes reflection, reflection and time. And are you open to that? You just mentioned something about time. I'm curious. Like, is do you offer tidbits or advice to clients to like when it comes to time management? Because I know, like in my life, it's very easy to become busy just to be busy, mm -hmm. right? And you can fill your entire week with things that are you know, uh, soaking up or taking up your time, but they're not necessarily productive right. or they're not, they're not helping you achieve a goal. So is there like some tips that maybe you give people when you're working with them on that? Well, and here's the benefit of coaching is, uh, you know what works best for you. So if I'm working with, I'm working with a client and I notice that she's filling her day with busyness because she doesn't want to be alone. Um, we might look at that a little bit because some, because sometimes in the midst of the busyness, there's no fulfillment for her. Hmm. But maybe there's ways of, you know, again, knowing what her values are, knowing what her interests are. Um, if she's wanting to maybe volunteer somewhere, right, to, to expand her social circle, then why not do it in an area that has meaning for her so that it doesn't feel so... Like if she has a value of the environment, then maybe that would be more fun to volunteer with a, with a, well, like maybe a local, a local community event or something, something local, um, related to the environment where she's meeting people because it has meaning for her. So, I'm, when you talk about time management, people come to me with time management issues as well, but we work so that we find out a way that works for them, and that's much more effective, because I can give someone lots of, I can give people time management advice, but, you know, it's based on what works for me. Hmm. Yeah. As opposed to, my, oh, this is my experience. Why don't you try this? As opposed to, let's find a strategy that, that you find helpful that works for you. How long do you usually work with <laughs> clients for? Like four months. Four months. That's usually that's the average time span that you work with a client. Well, my program goes for four months. Um, we start with a foundation session where I do it in person, and then after that, there's six modules, 
and it's two modules a month. And at the end of that, um, we've gone through everything. They've been making changes. Um, and if they want to continue with coaching, then we can set it up so maybe they want coaching only once a month. Because a lot of people like the accountability of coaching. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just about to ask mm-hmm. them that. Yeah, accountability of coaching. And, you know, if life goes on and they may face other challenges. So it's nice to be able to give, you know, call me up and just say, can we have a coaching session? This is what's going on. Right. And because I work with them, I know their, their values, then I'll do that. But mm. initially, it's at four months. In person, do you usually do it in person or is it uh, do you do Zoom meetings or I do it um, initially, it's in person, in, and, and uh, then after that, we do it by telephone. Yeah. So, tell me some of the concerns you see most people coming to you with um, when they when they first start coming to a coaching session. Uh, the big one I hear all the time is they they want clarity of direction, that's right? They, they, they're not quite sure. They want, they're picking up the pieces. They're wanting to move forward with their life, but they're not sure you know, how to begin or in what direction. Um, and the other one is that sense of being able to trust themselves again. Hmm. You know, they've, especially if the divorce was unexpected, um, they sort of feel it was the, you know, they don't want to make another mistake, do something wrong to me, that kind of thing. Um, and so helping them really Again, you know, I come back to this idea of core values and being reacquainted with yourself. And just in that moment, having that deeper appreciation of who they are. Mm. So kind of getting past so that they can begin to trust themselves again and stop second-guessing, which goes on. Vicki, um, when, you, when you mention that, it kind of makes me think, um, do you, and I know you're not a counselor, right, or a therapist, but do you, do, when you talk to your clients, do you ever talk about or speak to them about blame? Or, or guilt? Hmm. Like, does that ever come out in your sessions? Um, it may a little bit, but most people come to me after the divorce settlement and they've had that that, that time with the counselor. Mm-hmm. To, that, um, if I feel that we're getting into that area where counseling, maybe there is an issue that they still haven't really dealt with, then I'll refer them to the counselor. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'm quite clear that coaching is about moving forward with your life. It's not that sometimes people might get a little emotional on the call, but that's that's just because we kind of touched on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other challenges for people that are concerns is that idea of being single again. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of their a lot of their friends, even if they still have girlfriends, they their friends from before that are married. And so I remember one of my clients saying that the weekends were hard because her couple friends were all doing like her girlfriends are part of a couple and they're a couple they were doing couple things with them, family things. So the idea of being single again and having to uh, kind of start over, um, really this idea of expanding the social circle, like creating new friends, um, it's scary and naturally, right? They've been part of a partner for a long time. So that's a few of them. So one last question, and then we're going to wrap it up. But if you could give um, um, a woman divorcing, uh, a midlife divorcing client, one big piece of advice, what would that be? Well, that's a big one. I think at the, give yourself breathing space. And in that breathing space, take time um, to really for self-care and nurturing yourself. And when people sometimes wonder, oh, how do I do that? You know, they think of exercise and 
and eating well, which is important, but take the time to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And really notice that negative self-talk that we all have. Mm-hmm. And just shift that. And, and really have that deeper appreciation for yourself. And that comes from being kind to yourself. Yeah, I like to think uh, myself. I know I always try to wake up in every morning and, and think of a, one positive thing. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I open my eyes, I think to myself, one positive thing mm-hmm. that I need to focus on. Because I really think it's a mindset. It's it's how Absolutely. you start your day and finish your day. And if you start it with appreciation, mm-hmm. it makes it a little easier. And that's I just me that's, though. Well, yeah. and I think that's good advice for anybody, anytime, divorce or not, right? Yep. Just for life, a life, a life skill to have. Good. So anyway, thank you, Vicki, for joining us today. Can you just tell our listeners uh, how they can get in touch with you? So my website is uh, Life's New Chapter. My company is Life's New Chapter Coaching. The website is Life's New Chapter, www.lifeschapter.com, newchapter.com. That's the simplest way. And there's free resources on my website that might be of interest. Okay. And, and your phone number? 613 224 9259. Great. And you'll be on the Divorce Net website as well. And uh, thank you again for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Bye, Vicki. Okay. Bye bye. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. DivorceNet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.